believe that God is going to continue doing what he's already doing. Lord, we just praise and thank you this day that you are a great and awesome God. Lord, we believe you've got a word for us today. We thank you for already speaking to our hearts through the music, through the reading, through the singing. We thank you, God, that you love us and you've got a plan and a purpose for each of us. God, ignite our hearts with yours as we preach your word this day. In Jesus' name, amen.
is quiet. Side. 
Jesus looks over at Peter and their eyes, faces touch each other, and Peter goes away in great tears, weeping. Because he had told Jesus, no matter what, you can depend on me. So the only one that had promised he could depend on is gone. So there Jesus is all along. He had three trials in one night. Scriptures tell us that people spit in his face, slapped him in the face, insulted him, pulled hairs out of his beard, and Jesus said, nothing. He was flogged with a whip, had a crown of thorns placed on his head, mocked as being a king with soldiers laughed at him. He was forced to carry his cross until he could carry it no longer to the place where he was going to be crucified. How many of you know virtually nobody is willing to swap places with Jesus at this point? All this is happening to Jesus, and it's just the end of the third quarter. They put the spikes in his hands and the nails in his feet, and they hoist him up on a cross. He's crucified with two other criminals. The physical pain is terrible. The insults continue. He's challenged one more time to do a miracle. Hey, if you really are, Son of God, come down off that cross and then we will believe that you are who you said you are. Mental anguish intensifies. But Jesus knows the worst is yet to come. You may ask, what could be worse than having the skin of your back torn off from a Roman whip that had little hooks on the end with bones in it and you're being hit 39 times? What could be worse than having that followed up with this sharp crown of thorns smashed down onto your head and then having to carry this heavy cross up a hill? You know, it's called Calvary Hill, not Calvary Valley. What could be worse than knowing when you get to your destination you're going to be rewarded with nails driven into your hands and feet, knowing the weight of your body would cause you more pain as they hoisted you up with those ropes, and knowing that you're going to be hanging up there from 9 o'clock until way after 3 in the afternoon, while at the same time you've got blood dripping, running out, you're trying to breathe, trying to keep some air in your lungs to keep you from suffocating. Let me use your imagination for a moment. Suppose you were a judge over a trial, and the person on trial is being accused of murder, a vicious, savage murder of a father, mother, and their three kids. And the jury comes back with a verdict of guilty. And you sentence the person to the death penalty. Now normally, you don't go to see the person executed, but you decide, I gotta go see this for myself. And then you're, you're sitting there waiting for the execution to take place, and you notice that as they bring the person out, the person that is about to be executed for the crime is not the person 
us to do is to accept God's pronouncement against the human race. God says, not a single one of you is good in my sight. All of you have rebelled against me. And the punishment for your wrongdoing is sin. Your sin is going to be death and eternal separation from me. Now, that's what God has said. You can read it for yourself in His Word. We've got one of four choices on how we're going to handle this. One, and you try to figure out which category of the four you're in. One, we can say, well, I don't believe God is right. I really am a good person. Two, we can say, you know what? God's got a good point. But my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds. So I'm all right. Or number three, you can say, says we are. We actually deserve the witness 
for us. Yelled out to the Father from the cross. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus in essence is saying, go ahead and let the process continue. Let me pay the penalties for their sins. I voluntarily change places with them to pay the debt they owe. You know what? Our sin that we take so lightly. were so dark and so dirty that when Jesus began taking it, our sins upon him on the cross, the world began to turn dark. Because the scripture says from noon until 3 p.m., darkness came over the whole land and Jesus hung there on the cross in our place. And it was at the end of the period of darkness that Jesus suffered the greatest pain of all hanging on the cross. You see, sin demands that we be separated from God's presence. Otherwise, we will be consumed by God's fire, judgment, and righteousness in His presence. And when our sin was fully upon Jesus, God the could no longer be in fellowship with the Son. And Jesus felt that separation immediately. And he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This, my friends, is why we cannot save ourselves. You see, our sin eliminates us from being able to call God back to the judgment hall once we have been found guilty. But with Jesus, it was different. You see, taking our sin upon himself did not change the fact that Jesus was still the Son of God. And as the Son of
is why Jesus was able to boldly declare on the cross, on behalf of all who put their trust in him, all who fear the Lord, Jesus was able to cry out, It is finished. Into thy hands I commit my spirit. I want you to know that Jesus didn't die with his head in shame. Jesus died with a triumphant declaration that he had done what the Father had sent him to do. His death paid the penalty for our sin. And we are declared righteous because when Jesus looks at us, he sees us covered in his Son, Jesus Christ. And the Father looks at us, he sees us covered in his Son, Jesus you know, I don't know what your sins are. I don't know how great they might be. But I do know it does not make sense for you to try to pay for a debt that has already been paid when you can't pay for it in the first place. You see, Jesus did more than die for you on the cross. He died in
Christine comes up to sing our invitational. If there's someone here who would like to give their life to Christ, or if you're looking for a church that you would like to join, we open the doors of our church to you. We're not a perfect church, not a perfect group, but we do love people, and we do love Jesus, and we work together. 